Welcome to First Things First, the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. Our podcast is a production of First Shallow Water, and you can find more information about our church by clicking on the link in the description of this episode. Thanks for joining us. Here's our pastor, Brad Miles. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the First Things First podcast. As you know, every week on the First Things First podcast, we invite amazing, fascinating, interesting people to sit down and just have a conversation about life and about faith and about God. And the best thing about the the amazing, fascinating, interesting people that we have on our podcast is that they could be your neighbors. You may have actually, you may live next to them. You know, you may go to church with them. They could be your neighbors. And and this week is no exception. Well, what happened this week <clears throat> was we ran out of amazing... <laughs> Interesting, fascinating people. And so You took my line. I'm <laughs> sorry. So I've asked my friend Ben Wells, though, who really is amazing, fascinating, interesting. In fact, when I grow up, I, I think I want to be Ben when I grow up. So but uh Ben is here today and we're gonna talk uh we're gonna talk a little bit about if you don't know Ben Wells, if you have not had the privilege and the honor of meeting Ben Wells, uh, uh he is uh he's a long time member of uh, First Baptist predates me, at least, so that means a long time. Uh, he and his uh, family, uh, you see him sometimes leading worship on Sunday. He is He's uh, on the worship team. He's a gifted singer, uh, and he serves in a bunch of other ways in our church. He's a deacon, serves a bunch of other ways in our church. He teaches a Sunday school class, the chaos class. Those of you who uh, need some more chaos in your life. Uh, uh, Ben's Sunday school class is a great place for that, to, for you to get that. So anyway, I, uh, f- seriously, people with kids that are school age, uh, uh, kids, that's, that's kind of their target audience. And so, uh, so a lot of great things about Ben, but Ben, why don't you tell the tens of people who are listening to this podcast right now? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't, why don't you tell them, introduce yourself to them, tell them, tell them what they need to know about you. Well, th- thank you, Brad. Um, l- let me just give a word of encouragement to those other members in their church also that uh, haven't done this podcast either, because uh, my feelings were getting hurt that, <laughs> that I hadn't been able hadn't to been participate and hadn't been asked. And, you know, <laughs> It, it does something to your ego, you know, when you yeah. when you when you don't get asked, right? But I will say they've all been fantastic. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm one of the I'm one of the ones that listens to them. This all right, is my, this is my lawnmower podcast. Yes, um, and it's yeah, uh, they've been fantastic. So thank you for doing them. And uh, uh, I told Anna when she asked uh, if I would do this that uh, you know my my uh, my testimony per se is is pretty vanilla pretty boring and and uh, but i've been encouraged by that also it's, it's okay I'm, I'm right i'm thinking there's others out there who um, might be rather vanilla also yeah so yeah i'm excited to see what we're going to talk about and sure and just see where it goes yeah so you've got uh two great kids uh landry and lily so uh yeah. uh freshman no god that's what she was when i first came yeah. here She's she going to be a, be a junior, junior. Yeah. Ben. Oh my gosh. That happens really fast. She is, she's pretty amazing. She's, oh yeah. she's, uh, she's full of life, full of energy. And, uh, I just found out she made varsity volleyball. So we're all, we're all pumped up, ready to go. Yeah. yeah that's good. awesome, man. Congratulations to you. Lily. All right. I'm going to text her later. Yeah. Uh, and then Landry, who is, uh, in college <laughs> yes. at Texas A&M. Yes, he is. He will, he's also starting his junior year this next semester at Texas A&M and, uh, we are actually making him come home next week. He he <laughs> he he's finishing up summer school, and uh, he would just assume stay there. I'm sure and, he would. But yeah. we're, we're making him. He, he actually he likes to come home, but we haven't. Se- he hasn't been home since Christmas, so it, it's yeah. we're we're forcing the issue, making him come home for a few days. Yeah, and catching up and time to see. He's doing boy. great. You know, he's a product of this youth group, and mm-hmm. um, it's been exciting watching him kind of find his own find his own journey. The, yeah. There's a group of them that have visited numerous churches down there uh-huh. and, and finding what, what fits them. Right. And right. It's, it's been fun to listen to and, yeah. And try not to give too much advice about <laughs> and just and let him figure it out. Yeah. And that, yeah. And that's, that's the phase he's in. He's figuring it out. That's good. And then Allison, your uh, lovely wife. Allison. Yeah. We've been, we just celebrated 24 years last month of marriage. So we we're actually high school sweethearts. Oh, 
Denver City, Texas. And uh, I've said this several times. I had to, we married young. We were, we were 20 when we got married. Uh-huh. And I have a 20-year-old now. Yeah. And that is that is not an option for him <laughs> at the moment. Terrifying, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I had to snatch her up before yes. she discovered, you know, the other options out there. <laughs> before she knew how yeah. much, how badly she was settling. I had yeah. her convinced. I set the bar pretty high. <laughs> and I didn't need her figuring that out, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. I, I, I thought when you said that y'all been married for 24 years, and then when you said we got married really young, I thought you were saying when we were 12. Or, you <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah, quite that young. No. It was young. Uh, to a 20 years, a 20 year old. 24 years ago is a lot different than a 20 year old today. Yeah. I feel like that's true. You know, Carson, my oldest daughter just got married and she's 22 mm-hmm. and, uh, and you know, Amy and I are the same way as you guys. Amy was 19 and I was 21 and I just can't, you know, when Carson was 19, I could not, there's no way. Mm-hmm. There's just no way that she was ready for that. And, uh, well, I mean, to be really fair though, Ben, I wasn't either. So, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> You know, and I think there's some, some truth. I've had you know, some older people tell me, you know, you're you're not who you are. You're not the same person at 50 that you were when you're 20. Yeah, no doubt. Not, not necessarily better or worse or whatever, yeah. but you're just different. And, mm-hmm. and you, I think there's some wisdom in growing up a little bit. Yeah, well, I, I got to tell you, I was just thinking about this actually the other day. You know, I'm going to be 50 in January. Wow. Yeah, I'm... Seriously, it pains me to say that. Can I? Say? But but I feel like though that 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 I am have finally like hit my stride. Like I feel like yeah. now I am the you know I'm the best version of myself. Yeah. You know, and uh, and and so that's kind of it, it, it is kind of true what you're saying. Like yeah. I I really feel like I I know who I am more. I, I understand what I'm good at and what I'm not good at better than I ever have. Um, I, I know a whole lot better about how to be a good husband mm-hmm. and, a, and a good father. And um, and some a lot of those things just take time to figure out, you know? It does. And even even focusing on or, or trying to determine what is important. Yeah. I think that changes as you mature. It sure does. And, yeah. and focus on different things. So. Yeah, sure does. And I'm I'm thankful probably like you that... that uh, that Amy and I were able to kind of grow up together in that mm-hmm. way because, man, I'm just telling you, I would be dead of some kind of weird bacterial infection if I hadn't married Amy because, <laughs> right. like, I, I never cleaned anything, nope. you know, and I was just a complete, you know, dumpster fire. So I'm super grateful for uh, the influence of my wife on mm. my growing up journey. Mm-hmm. So, man. Yeah. One of my greatest talents was was marrying well. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I'm not arguing with you. Like I, I you did a good job. I did. You did, I and so we both. Well, I feel like we both deserve some credit in that department. Obviously, we did something right. That's right. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Some at some point back there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Ben, you know, when when we uh, on the podcast, um, we really like to hear about you know uh, people's faith journey. Um, the one of the one of the this podcast, by the way, I started it because really selfishly. Like I just wanted to be able to sit down with people in this church that I had just started pastoring and get to know them more and hear about what Absolutely. was, you know? And so really it was just a, a excuse for me to be able to do that. And the putting the microphones in front of people was just uh, like, that was kind of an afterthought. So to me, it's still a blessing that there are a lot of people who listen to it sure. regularly, you know, cause I, that was really, uh, you know, I thought if anybody ever listened to it, that would just be bonus. Cause I, I just really want to get to know people. So, um, so, uh, but, but, you know, hearing about where folks have been in their relationship with the Lord and how that has developed in their lives, like that's super encouraging to me. I know it's encouraging to other folks out there. And so, so anyway, talk about how you came to faith in Christ. Okay. Yeah. Now, before you do though, I'm going to say there, there is no such thing as a vanilla testimony, <laughs> Ben Well, because it, all of them are about the grace and the mercy of God. And there's nothing that's awesome. Yeah. Every time, whatever form, you know, yeah. but, uh, but talk to me about what that looked like in your life. Uh, how did you, how did you really come to faith in Christ? Well, you know how there are uh, legacy students uh-huh. at, at schools yeah. because their families have always gone there. Yeah, yeah. That, if there was such a thing as a legacy Christian, yeah, 
I think that would be me. Yeah. Because I come from a long line of solid, yeah. faithful Christians. Right. Uh, raised in a, in a Christian home. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was the pianist at the church forever and ever. Yeah. My mom helped in the nurseries. And mm-hmm. they, if the doors were open, we were there, just like a lot of people. Yeah. They both come from very dedicated the dads are deacons, the moms, you know, my grandmother was a missionary all over the world. Wow. Just for generations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kind of attribute my vanilla testimony to, to that. Yeah. That, that I, I feel like I have I've lived a, a, a blessed life because of those that mm-hmm. went before me and, yeah. and were faithful. Right. And, and honestly uh, covered me in prayer daily. That's right. And, yeah. And all that stuff. So, I came to Christ early. Uh, it was actually through uh, RAs. Yeah. So it wasn't at home. Right. Uh, but it was actually the the actual event was at home. But it was be- it was after uh, spending a, an evening in RAs, and mm-hmm. I just I felt the calling. I, yeah. I knew what to say. I knew the I knew the terms. I yes. knew all the stuff. But it, but that feeling was different. Right. Then. Uh, so we we did we prayed at home uh, after RAs one night. Uh-huh. And so. We drive home that point. That's the importance of having your kids in church. Absolutely. At the, at the events, at the Wednesday night things, right. at the Sunday school, all the stuff. Uh, it is our job to teach our children mm-hmm. and to introduce them to faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, they will learn so much more and get exposed to so much more if they're active in church. Yeah. And well, we have so many great opportunities for them here that uh, we just encourage everybody out there, if you've got littles, you need to get them in church. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, as parents... I mean, look, this is not rocket science, you know, or not a shock to us, right? That that sometimes our kids actually hear things from other people yeah. differently than they hear from us. Sure. You know what I no, mean? There's no question. Yeah. So so uh, so surrounding them with people who are who are speaking the the truth and love of Christ into their lives that that's really really uh, vital uh, in their growth and in their development. I totally agree. That's what happened with me. I. I you know, I, my grandparents uh, took me to a, t- a tent revival. I don't know if you remember those, but wow. like they, they where they hand out the fans because it was like July mm-hmm. and we were in a tent. And uh, the guy who was preaching, man, I, I, as soon as he uh, got into the message, you know, I began to understand for the first time in my life that I was a sinner. You know, that that I was in need of you know of salvation. I, I wasn't good enough to 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 make my way to heaven, you know, sure. and there's nothing I could do to earn it. And, and I was keenly aware of that. And I didn't understand grace very well at that time. And so it was, it was several months later when I, when I really did uh, get that, that God wanted to offer me this free gift of salvation and forgive me of my sins, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and cause his spirit to dwell in me. Like I didn't, I didn't know all that stuff, you know, I, and I couldn't, I couldn't understand that part. Um, but, but it was because I was at church all the time and it was because of all these faithful men and women that right. I was able to do that, you know, that I understood that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and like my RA teachers, I knew were friends with my dad. Right, yeah. So I I, I believed everything they said. Yeah, I, they, you listened they had, to them. We there was relationships with the families. And yeah. There's just, there's just something special about being active in church. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. At, so not just attending, not coming to yeah. the service, but really being active and involved in church. Mm-hmm. And, if I'm a parent out there and I think that might can make a difference with my kids, yeah, I'm getting them there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and it's amazing because story after story on this podcast, I, I mean, the overwhelming majority of the stories of how people came to faith who've been on this podcast have started out like that. Like, mm-hmm. I, my parents were Christians. They took me to church. I, you know, I was in church my whole life. I heard this gospel message over and over and over again. You know what I mean? So, uh, so clearly it matters. Well, sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, so you're very, you're young, uh, prayed to receive Christ at a a young age. Um, so then like, like going forward as you kind of develop, like, I know you have, because a lot of us have this legacy of faith, right? Sure. But but when do you remember, you know, your faith really starting to become your own? Like, when do you remember really kind of taking ownership of it yourself? You know, uh, I guess later in high school years, uh, we, we had a great dynamic youth group growing mm-hmm. up, uh, a great youth leader, uh, very involved parents mm-hmm. in the youth group. So very, very robust, small town, just like Shallow Water. Right, very, yeah. every, you know, everybody knew everybody. Mm-hmm. 
but everybody also plugged in yes. a lot like here. Yeah. Uh, and I, I felt this, uh, as after a disciple now, uh, weekend that we had, and, uh, I come from a, a musical background. Yeah. My dad was the pianist and I, I enjoy all types of music, anything music. Uh, and I felt a strong calling to some type of music-based ministry. Yeah. Now, not a. I, I knew I wasn't going to be the song leader uh, at a church. Yeah, yeah. and I didn't feel like I, that wasn't what I was supposed to do. But I, I can distinctly remember the feeling that I, I want to use you in some type of ministry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so that, that's my first real, real memory of feeling almost convicted. Yeah. Of. Not, not of sin, but of, right. of, I've got a calling on you, mm-hmm. and it, it involves music. Yeah, and and there was a time back in the day that I was somewhat talented, and and I <laughs> I remember thinking because I have this talent, I want to use it right for for God. Yes, and, and that is that is the depth of a dedication to ministry I felt called to. Yes, so. You know, since then I've, I've tried to figure out how, what does that mean. What yeah, is, what does it look like? Uh, well, I don't know, but I think it means being involved in music in the church, uh-huh. and so that's that, that's kind of what I've done from churches prior to this to to this one, and whatever whatever that means, whatever I feel called to, uh, that that's what I want to do. Yeah, and it maybe maybe it's holding a microphone, maybe it's maybe it's running sound, right? I, whatever, whatever yeah. it's involved with it, that that's what I want to do. Yeah, I I love what you said that. Uh, you know, I was I had this ability, this talent, and I felt like I should use that to glorify the Lord in some way, and uh, and that's totally it. And it it really doesn't matter because all of us are gifted. You know, mm-hmm. that's what Scripture teaches that all of us have gifts. Yep. You know, and uh, and so the question is, what are we? You know, what are we using uh, those gifts to achieve? Right? What what are we? What are we aligning those gifts with? And um, and and all of, for all of us, our calling is the same that that we're to align our gifts with with the purposes of the gospel, you yeah. know. And so th- so that really makes a lot of sense when you think about because you you have gifts beyond music, you know. You're you're you have you're g- good, great with people. You have gifts with people. You have all kinds of different gifts that the Lord uses that uh, and they're gifts that have caught have, have that you use in your profession all the sure. time. That oh, you yeah. you know what I mean. So. Um, but God, God gave you those gifts because He He has kingdom purposes yeah. for you, you know, and they're supposed to be used for that. Where where your passion and where your ability intersect, you know, that's where that's where the Holy Spirit is at work in your life, and that's where He wants to use you. And so that's a good because I think a lot of people, when I was growing up, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, I kind of thought uh, that uh, there were people who were called to vocational ministry. And then there were just all the rest of us. You know what I'm. You know what I mean. And so the the people who were called the vocational ministry, they were the ministers. Yeah. You know, and it's weird that I grew up in a Baptist church and thought that, mm-hmm. because us Baptists believe in priesthood of the believer. You know, that's right. Yeah. And so we believe every Christian is a is a minister. You know, and uh, and but but I did. I grew up that way with that kind of that understanding uh, of a, of a divide between like clergy and laity, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. And, uh, and you just don't see that anywhere in the gospel, you know, mm. we're all supposed to be sharing the gospel there. Uh, there are people, people who are gifted for roles in the church, but, but every single one of us is supposed to minister to the body and minister to the people that's around right. us. Yep. Yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's what church is. Yeah. That's good. So late in high school, that's when you kind of really begin to understand that this relationship that you had with God, this, uh, that, that there were, that how that affected your life and how that kind of shaped your life and your decision making everything going forward. Yeah, it was it was at that point it was more than this is my ticket. Yes. Yeah. It's I have a calling for you. Yeah. Yeah. You need to listen to me. Mm-hmm. And the way you hear me is by spending time with me. Yes. And, and I knew all that and I did back then we called them quiet times. Yes. We, yeah. we did all this stuff and uh, but it comes back to what we talked about earlier. Also, I think I think as we mature and as we mm-hmm. age, that relationship changes. Also, yeah, it has to. It has to go deeper. It has mm-hmm. to have bigger meaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's the that's just my first remembrance of that kind of like a next step. Yeah, yeah. You know, not not just the the hell insurance. It yes. Was, now I've got a purpose for you. Yes. And stay plugged into me so that you know what that purpose is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. 
I, I, uh, and then there's like a series of those steps all throughout our lives where we're, mm-hmm. you know, where we're understanding more who God is and who we are in relation to Him, and all over and over and over again, for sure, for sure. Uh, and it's a lifelong, you know, thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, so, what about maybe some times in your life where you felt like the Lord was re- where you were really growing, where where uh, whatever the circumstances were in your life were just really they were stretching you, they were really causing you to grow. That you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, or you were really leaning into your relationship with God. Like, what 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 are some moments like that for you? Uh, t- two kind of early in our marriage, uh, I uh, f- all through college, I knew I wanted to. Well, let's just get to the root of it. I wanted to make lots of money. Yeah, and that right. was kind of my my motivation. Mm-hmm. And it's still something I I battle today. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't, there's nothing wrong with making lots of money, right? But it uh, it. it it kind of consumed me and yeah. and became my focus and was not healthy. Right. Uh, so it, before I graduated college, I had already been hired by an investment company uh, to be, uh, used to call them stockbrokers. You know, the, yeah. apparently that's the wrong term to use now. So <laughs> they, they like financial advisors. Yes. Okay. Uh, and I had, I mean, I had my future pretty much mapped out of, mm-hmm. of, Fixing to make a lot of money right, and yeah. make other people lots of money. I was going yeah. to be a big deal, that, yeah. and that was important to me. Yeah. Uh, and you don't know, two or three months into this, uh, I knew that this was not where God wanted me. Mm. But I was pretty prideful about. Yeah. I was newly married. I mean, I I had a, a wife to provide for, right. and and uh, we just bought a house and. Uh, you know, the last thing I wanted to do was not have a job yeah. and have a wife and a <laughs> yeah, house. That's and, right. Yeah. Um, but the Lord was convicting me hard, and I uh, th- there's you I know, mean, thirty years later now, I can look back and see some sure. of the, some of the reasons. Yeah. Uh, but at the time, I just knew without a doubt I could not eat, I couldn't sleep, mm. I couldn't go to the bathroom, I couldn't do anything because I was miserable. Yeah, because I I was convicted, yeah. and I wasn't doing anything about it. Right, right. right. Uh, so I uh, ate a little humble pie and uh, I quit my job. Mm. Had a great job and a great future that I had mapped out for myself. Right. Yes. Uh, went back to work for the the company I'd worked for in college, and um, it it just taught me, uh, you, you know, if you're if you're convicted you better stop whatever it is you're doing and listen and act. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and I think act is the important thing. Yes. If you're feeling convicted of something, I mean, it's one thing to acknowledge it. Yes. It's a whole other thing to act on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was very humbling for me. One, just, you know, me telling my father-in-law, hey, I quit my job and, yeah. and <laughs> your daughter's still going to work, but I'm, you know, I don't have a job right now. Uh, th- those aren't, that's not fun. No. Uh, yeah. But, but neither is, not being able to sleep, or, mm-hmm. and and I mean, God was getting my attention one way yeah. or another, and right. and I was pretty stubborn. Uh, but but once you once I once I just rested in it, mm. and and know that He's got the best for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even if they don't align with what I had pictured, sure. His His ways are always better. That's right. And what His plans for me are way better than mine. Yeah. But I'm pretty selfish. Yeah. So it, th- that was a that was a hard lesson. For mm-hmm. me to to listen and act, not yep. not just listen and and argue, mm-hmm. listen and act, um, and and life's been great since then. For for example, I, because because of that first job I had, I, I obtained some some licenses that are required in that field, and uh, because I had those licenses, uh, several other opportunities at different yeah. companies came open, and yeah. that wouldn't have even been considered for them had I not had those licenses. Sure. But it just, it just, God works in so many crazy, yeah, mysterious ways that uh, it's just, it's it's hard. To, it, it's easy to look back now and be like, oh yeah, well you should have acted a lot sooner than that. But in the moment, right, that's when you got to be plugged in. Yeah. And that, yeah. that's what we learn in youth group. Stay plugged in. Mm-hmm. And it, when you're listening and praying and learning, it's a lot easier to, to act quickly than right. when you're not, mm-hmm. or when you're fighting with him. Um, that was one that had another one I want to share with you too. That was awesome. Uh, tithing. Yeah. Tithing. There you go. Uh, at our previous church, uh, we were challenged to double tithe for the month of November. Okay. Oh. Now, 
this is double income, no kids days. Yes. So, but but the double income back then didn't add up to a yeah. whole lot. Yeah, so, <laughs> Uh, it, we felt, both of us felt like that was something we needed to accept. It, it wasn't a mandate, it, but it was a yeah. challenge from yes. the church to us to, for the month of November, see if you can double your tithe. Yeah. And, you know, th- this is not a give so you get no, example. I, right. But the moment we, uh, we as a couple agreed that we would we would double tithe for November, and I didn't even know how we were going to do it. I, right. I, would, uh, I got a promotion at work. Yeah. That was the exact amount. To, yeah. To cover what I needed. And yeah. Just yeah. Uh, things like that. Uh, God just keeps trying to tell me if you if you listen to me. That's right. I've I've got this. Uh-huh. I've got a plan. Yeah. I I, I got this. Uh, so that's that's two examples of me just being a little patient to listen and act, but, but knowing, and then when I actually follow through, God just takes me places I can't even That's imagine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you said something like earlier, cause you were talking about how, you know, you were nervous about quitting your job because you had this wife to provide for and you're, and uh, like that language, cause I, I've used it so many times myself, you know, I've got these kids to provide for this wife to provide for. And, uh, sometimes the Lord has to remind me, I'm not providing for anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not my, Amy's provider. I I can't be her provider. No. I'm not even capable of that. You know, there's a there's a certain amount of faithfulness that that uh you know that is that's required of me that I'm supposed to like put into this equation. But the Lord God is the one who provides for my wife. Yeah. The Lord God's the one who provides for my family. It's not me. And uh and and sometimes too, you know, we think when we think of provision, we tend to think of it in purely like economic terms, sure. you know, and, but it's weird that I don't, you know, think uh, that I have it when I was, especially when I was younger, I didn't always think of myself as, uh, or, or I didn't maybe consider it as important, right? Provision, you know, when it came to like, you know, what I was going to be instilling in my children and mm-hmm. them and the legacy of faith that I might be instilling in them, which is, which is way more valuable and precious sure. than, you know, than me being able to buy them the you know the newest clothes or the the nicest new iPhone or whatever sure. it is you know yeah. so like like that was a kind of a shocking moment for me that was you know similar to that when I whenever the Lord had to just tell me you're you don't provide for anything bro like it, you're you are a you're a vapor in the wind yeah. that's what you are mm-hmm. you know so uh, the 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 reason why you and your family are taking care of is because of me and my faithfulness yeah. you know not because of you and your hard work and your diligence you yeah. know and I, that was a good you know reminder for me sure so the reason why I work hard the reason you know the reason why uh, that I try to be conscientious and and faithful when I'm working is not so that I can achieve it's because I love God and he loves me mm-hmm. and I, and my, my work is an offering to him, you know, and, but that was a real big shift for me. Yeah. Huge. And that, that is a perfect example of, of how your faith and how your understanding of God matures. Yes. Right. I, I mean, the little seven year old Ben wouldn't even have understood what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, but we are supposed to grow. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and that, that's one of the little things I say in my prayers a lot mm-hmm. is help me grow a little bit closer to you yes. every day. Just just a little bit, little baby steps. But, yeah. But it, I should be able to look back and go, wow. Yeah. I, look at that journey. That uh-huh. was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. And then as you get older too, you get to you get to watch that kind of growth pattern happen in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. You know, and which is I think super special and. And, and good. So, uh, yeah. So, okay. So talk about now, like, where are you right now? What do you feel like the Lord's showing you right now? What are you in the midst of learning right now? Uh, the, uh, not a fun one. Uh, the, the God's been dealing with me for, for a little while on, on contentment. Right. And, and until I can completely wrap my mind around my contentment mm-hmm. should come only from my relationship with him. Yeah. Then I've still got some growing to do. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it, it, maybe it's financial, maybe it's spiritual, maybe it's emotional, whatever, right. whatever contentment 
means at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, and that can only come from him. Right. And, and, and my desire for more of him. Yes. Uh, so anything I'm replacing that with, uh, advancement, whatever, sure. more yeah. attention, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever yeah. I need. Attention? You? Sure I don't, for, I can't imagine. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's not healthy. Yeah, and, exactly. And so that, that's, I mean, that sounds kind of cheesy, but that's, that's it for me. Just, uh, I had, I had somebody in my office the other day and we were, we were talking about blessings and things and, uh-huh. and he's got big aspirations and, uh, you know, he's really struggling not not making it to these next levels and things. Right. And, uh, that I, so I got to share with him a little bit about what, you know, so here's what I'm kind of learning. And mm-hmm. until, until I learn to be content where I am or yeah. where he has placed me. Right. I mean, I'm not God, but I mean, why would I bring you up to the next? Why, why would I shower you with all this, whatever else? Yeah. You're not even happy where you are. Right. And, exactly. And, and what that boils down to is, my relationship with him is yeah. enough. Yeah. That's enough. I should be content with, with, with that relationship. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's, I mean, I, I wouldn't, my relationship with my spouse, with my children, with my coworkers, with all that other stuff is so much better when I'm in right relationship with God. Absolutely. I know this. Yeah. I, the listeners know this, but it, it simple things, man, when, when you're, when you're, when you're living it, everything else kind of falls into place. Uh huh. And, and I think that's where he wants us. Yeah. We're, we're just dependent on him and and we're happy where we are. We're content with what we have, with what we do, with what he's called us to. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that's what I'm struggling with because I still want more. I still want to do bigger and better and greater. Right. And I need to be okay with maybe that's not my calling. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Boy, that's good. You know, the, there's so much about what you just said that, that resonates with me, but the, w- one of the things that we, that in our culture, the way that we define success is just so jacked up, Ben, that's mm-hmm. really, um, and I, but I think about, you know, I think one of the marks of, I've been actually kind of thinking on this for a long time, but one of the, like the, the marks or the characteristics of highly successful people that the world views as, of, as highly successful, one of the marks of them is this kind of restlessness, this insatiable desire, this like this thing in them that drives them all the time mm-hmm. to do more, to get more, to be more, right? And we tend to look at people like that and we think, how awesome is that person? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when really, you know, maybe it's not awesome at all. What if it's totally not awesome? Yeah. You know, because uh, I guess what made me think about it, when I really started thinking about it when... Because uh, I'm a huge football fan, sure. as you well know. I have heard yes, this. yeah. <laughs> but uh, not a huge Tom Brady fan. I'm just okay, going to be fair. real with you. Fair. Okay. Yeah. But over the course of the years, I have come to have, I came as a football fan to have a lot of respect for Tom Brady, right? Yeah. And you would just read about his daily regimen, all the things that he did, because he was so driven to be the absolute mm-hmm. best, right? So driven. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so much so that like he scheduled every second of every minute of his day that he, everything that went in his mouth, he would, you know, he was planned and mm-hmm. plotted out and, uh, and guess what? It worked. Yeah. He became the best quarterback that's ever played football. And you know how sick it makes me to have those words yeah. coming out of my mouth right <laughs> now, but he did yeah. the best quarterback that's ever played, you know? Uh, but but when you look at that that year, you know when he when he retires and he can't retire, and then he comes back, and then the next thing you know, he's going through a divorce mm-hmm. and all this stuff is happening. And I just remember thinking, wow, so many of us do that. Yeah. Like we are so driven, we want to be the best, we want to get to the top of the hill, and we get to the top of the hill, and we figure out it is a really terrible place. Mm-hmm. It's a lonely yeah. place. Achieving that or getting there does not give us anything that we need. And, uh, and I feel like there are people listening to the podcast who that they're, they're living in that like hamster wheel, sure. you know, chasing, chasing, chasing after whatever it is, you know, uh, next big paycheck or advancement or promotion sure. or, but for me, it's, it's more about like, um, it was more about like, but respect, like people, people liking me, looking up to me, appreciate, you know, like I always struggle with that. And so, but, but you can chase that, you can chase it, but it, but even if you get it, it's it it's meaningless. Yeah. And and then what did you give up in order to get it? 
that's you know, true. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe that's not success at all. Mm-mm. You know, because I know plenty of people who live in, you know, really great houses and have all the lifestyles and go to vacations that I'll you know I don't get to go on. You know, I know plenty of those people who get to do all that stuff, and I wouldn't trade Mm-mm. lives with them for anything. I hear you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, so yeah, maybe the way we view success and 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 in America. The, the attributes that make a person successful, because we talk about that drive, that hunger, and we talk about it sometimes as being this really good thing. When, whenever I look around, sometimes I see it's just destroyed people. Yeah. I think it's, it's where we put that drive. That's exactly and right. If, if we're focused on, and I'm, believe me, I'm preaching to me. Yes. If we, if we focus on being who God has called us to be, yeah. the rest of that stuff, one, it, it loses importance to you. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of it comes if you'll just if you'll just yield your will to his and yeah. plug into his relationship what he has you designed to do yeah the rest of it just falls into place man what if that what if that drive that many of us have to be the absolute best at something right like that hunger mm-hmm. to to um to just to be the best and to and you know and to achieve excellence you know what if that hunger was directed toward our relationship with Christ. What if we, what if we, had this hunger, insatiable desire to be the as close to Christ as anyone could possibly be? Like if that was our, that compelled us and drove us. And what if it was about being a husband? Like what mm-hmm. if, what if I had this insatiable desire to be the best husband on the face of the earth? You know what I'm talking about? It's amazing how. And I'm, this is true in my own life, mm-hmm. and, and father too, right? In my own life, it's amazing how I I would be so driven to be the best at whatever it is I was doing, but I would be completely okay with being a mediocre husband. Not crazy. And a and a, a, a moderate okay father, I was okay with that. Mm-hmm. But I was would never accept second best if it came to you know what I was doing in my job or mm-hmm. what you know or what when I was playing sports or I was doing the sports like. It's amazing how the things that really matter the most are the things that we will we will totally whiff on. Yeah. yeah. That's the people we're the most honest with, too. Yes. The people that we live with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, if you want to know all there is to know about me, you go ask Allison. That's she, right. She, she knows it she all. She knows. Yeah. Those are all the bodies are married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I just, I've, I think that sometimes, I've been really processing that over the course of the last maybe five years about how so much of like and how we value as a culture this drive to get to the top of whatever the heap is and but we don't take that same drive or same energy we don't even think about it mm-hmm. taking that same driver same energy and really directing it towards the things that are most important That's in our so lives true. i can't tell you how many couples have that I've counseled over the course of my life, they'd be sitting in front of me, they'd be talking about, you know, we're really struggling in our marriage, you know, really struggling. And, uh, and I'd start to talk to them about, you know, well, you know, what about professional counseling? What about, uh, you know, and it's amazing how many, how many guys would be like, oh no, I'm not, not doing that. You know what I mean? But this is, the, that's the same guy who will go, who will fly across the country to go to a conference for work because he wants to be the absolute best at what uh-huh. he does. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the only reason that that gets my heart is because I have been that guy. Absolutely, yeah, no question. Yeah. <laughs> so, and 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 with the things of the Lord too, we we start talking about, um, well, uh, you know, what about what about you know, are you guys you know connected to a grow group? Are you are you invested in a grow group? Are you are you uh, are you plugged into the body of Christ somewhere? Are you really involved in a church? What do you? Well, no, not really. I just we just don't have time, you know. And this it's the same same people who are absolutely passionate about being the absolute best at whatever it is mm-hmm. they're putting their hands to when it comes to their work, their job. You know, they want to be excellent in mm-hmm. that. But when they think about their faith, they don't apply that same yeah. drive, that same hunger, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, say with our kids, too. We, yeah, we, we, gosh. We, we have said this at home a lot. What, man, we are placing a lot of emphasis on... Something that doesn't really matter. Yes. And and then that carries over to them and they carry right. so much weight on hoping to hoping to hit some level that we'll be proud of, but on something that is unimportant. That doesn't and, and ultimately it doesn't really even matter to us. No. Like <laughs> No, but at the moment. Yeah, it feels like yeah. that. That, that and that's uh, what I wish to to your point, I wish that's what how we felt about church. Yeah. As a whole. I wish right. we were like, man. 
Can't wait for Sunday. Yes. I can't wait right. to meet with my grow group. I can't yeah. wait for my kids to learn whatever they're going to learn this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, we've, we've, I mean, we are as guilty as anybody about chasing the wrong stuff. No doubt. Uh, but I, th- I think we see that a lot. I think we see that a lot in, in this town. Yeah, a lot of, yeah. Just chasing a lot of stuff that, man, three years from now, nobody's even going to remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we haven't made you know, getting our kids in church a priority. Yeah. And I, I just, that, that, man, that is on my heart that you got littles and I mean, school age kids at all. Yeah. Even pre-K kids, whatever. Yeah. Man, we have great facilities. We have great teachers. We have great everything. Yeah. Uh, they need to be here. Mm-hmm. They need to be here. No you, doubt. you parent need to get them here. Yeah. Yeah. That under that unstated message, you know, that we give to our kids when we're, you know, when we're talking to them about, you know, uh, like with Sadie, uh, how important it is to be a, a, a good member of the team, what you have to sacrifice in order to be excellent at anything, like what you have to, mm-hmm. what you have to commit, what you have to put in uh, to be excellent at anything, like all these things that I talk to her about and I drive into her and, and, and the lessons that that she's learning from, you know, extracurricular activities that yep. she's involved in and uh, lessons that I learned when I was playing football and when, you know, when I was in high school, I learned all these lessons fr- from that. But, um, but man, all of that, all of that energy, all of that, that I, you know, tr- trying to be, trying to be the best that I could probably maximize my talent or whatever, whatever this thing that I was doing. But can I just tell you, like now, it, it makes no difference mm-hmm. to me at all. Yeah. Though those days, whenever I was in high school, were so far back there, and uh, and praise God, that wasn't the high water mark for me. Like you know, it's been like you know, I've I've been able to grow yeah. a lot since then. But 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 what I can tell you is when if uh, you know, I I didn't apply a lot of those same lessons that I was that I was a lot of those same things that I was putting into place the same way I approached football practice, for yeah. example. Where you know I would I I would run to every drill like I I didn't walk from drill I ran to the next drill you, you know were, you were that one I was that one <laughs> I, I was I was super annoying I loved two a days I couldn't wait for two a days like and so like everything that I did was like full tilt all in you know uh, uh but 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 I wasn't that way in any in any of the other areas of my life and yeah. it, particularly in the areas of my life where where that where it was about faith it was the thing that most mattered. Yeah. It would have been way better for me to have been a lazy, good for nothing luggard on the football field, and have been chasing after Jesus yeah. with that same energy and passion. And and uh, and it, you know, I I learned that when you know how to do that on the football field when I was in high school. But it was years, years later before yeah. I tried to figure that out in my spiritual life. Yeah. And and years, years later before I tr- understood that about my wife and about mm-hmm. my kids, about that as that you know when am I when am I going to run. When am I going to run from drill to drill when it comes to my wife? You know, mm-hmm. when am I when am I going to w- be willing to work myself to the point of exhaustion to serve my wife? You know, and to serve my kids. You know, and I didn't how much do that. better would our marriages be? Oh my gosh, and man! Our relationship with our kids. Yes. And, and I, I just quickly want to say, all those other things—they're not bad. No, they're exactly. We're, we're, we as a family are involved in a lot of all them. of them. Yeah. And we have a tendency to put too much importance. Yes. On them. So it's just it's just. A, a check that we need to we need to check ourselves from yep. time to time and 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 make sure we're displaying to our children what is the most important yeah. uh, because I realized the last four hours all we've talked about is the other thing but <laughs> here I want to end with but this is the most important and, yeah. and we, we just we got to get we got to self check and, yeah. and make sure we are we are living what we say we believe mm-hmm. and that's that's a challenge that's a daily challenge oh. for us for sure. The amount of conviction, you know, that I, that I have had a couple of different times in my life when I think about what do I spend my time talking to my kids about, you know, what are my conversations with them really about, you know, and, and how little of that is the gospel and how little of that is how they're advancing and developing, you know, in their faith and, and how, how, how am I trying to help them with that? You know, that's, that's, that is, that is truth. And, and it's a truth that, that all of us as parents need to hear and need to remember. And the good news, you know, those of you who are out there listening to the podcast, Ben and I, uh, we're not talking about this as as people who have figured it all out and are doing, yeah, <laughs> doing no. it right. Like, no. but, but I think that's we've talked about grow groups a couple of times. I think that's the one of the main important things about yes. being a part of one is 
is learning from others, hearing yeah. what they're struggling with also. Right. Uh, maybe, maybe you just went through that and you can help them. And, mm-hmm. uh, if, if we're more selfish people, so we want to know what we're going to get out of it. Well, guess what? There's other people here that have dealt with whatever you're dealing with yep. and, and can help you and, and point you to scripture and pray mm-hmm. for you. And, you know, our prayer team here, I'm so thankful that we started that. I think that it, it's an amazing thing that it's an amazing thing that a prayer team at a church is an amazing thing. Right. right? But, <laughs> But I, it changes everything. Yeah, it changes yeah. everything when it's covered in prayer, mm-hmm. and that—that's. I just strongly encourage you to get involved with a Wednesday night group or mm-hmm. a, or Sunday morning group, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're fixing to have a major emphasis on all those, and, yep. and and really push our members to to get plugged in. Because mm-hmm. if you're not, I promise you, you're, you're you're missing a piece of growth that that you could be having if by not coming. Yeah, that's it. You know, the point of all those conversations is. Uh, like we're as a church, we don't talk about you know joining, getting involved in a grow group and getting your kids involved in 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 the programming here. We don't we don't we don't talk about that stuff because we're trying to prop ourselves up. No. You know, we talk about it because we really believe that that's where transformation happens when you're life on life with other people. Uh, we believe that we were created and designed to be part of the body of mm-hmm. Christ. And uh, when we try to exist apart from the body, we wither up and die. Like we're supposed to be plugged into the body. We believe that strongly here. And so that's why we're always talking about, you know, trying to encourage one another to really do it because we, because we want what's best for each other. We really want for, we really want for your family to thrive. We want for our families to thrive. And, and, and we want to, we want to thrive as children of God ourselves. Mm -hmm. The only way that happens is when we're plugged into the body of Christ and we're connected in community with other believers. That's the only way it happens. And, uh, because that's how God made us. So, I think we've got great things going on. Oh yeah, the, the, yes. The, one of the other things God taught me is is teaching me. Right. Is, uh, you know, our, the worship. Uh huh. Did you know that the worship has absolutely nothing to do with me? <laughs> and it, it, it's all about Him. Yeah. Right. So if, if I'm having a hard time worshiping because I don't like this song, or right, right, about, right. Yeah. Well, you know what. I'm not singing to me. That's right. And and uh, that that's a lesson I had. To, I had to take a break from music for a little while just because I was I was in a in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and God had to really work on me that, that I don't care about any of that stuff. Sure, this is about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wanted to be about well, no, no. I'm preparing my heart for. Right. <laughs> He's like, you, you've got it all wrong. This everything that's, that's done in here is pointing to me. That's exactly right. And and if I'm having a hard time worshiping. Mm-hmm. Well, that's nothing to do with God. That's right. That's all about me. It's all about you. Yeah. So th- that's something I pray often. Get me out of the way uh-huh. so that I don't distract myself yes. from, yeah. from what you're trying to do here. Yeah. Uh, and man, when we can do that, maybe it's a style of music I, I just don't really care for. Right. I can still worship. Right. Because I'm worshiping the, the God that created the song. That's right. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. Perspective. And he's worthy of you know, whatever we bring him, you know, yeah. and he's worthy of more than we could ever bring him. So, uh, what, what, what he's, what, what he wants from us, what he desires from us is for us to bring all of ourselves to him just really simply, you know? So he knows it all anyway. That's right. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good stuff, man. Ben, thanks for, thanks for joining the podcast. Uh, those of you listen to the podcast today, uh, uh, we want to pray for you. If there's any way we can pray for you in the link to the description, uh, uh, of this episode, you're going to find a, a link to our uh, to our prayer, um, you know, site. So you can go in there and fill that out. And we, our prayer team, Ben mentioned, we they pray for folks all the time. We mm-hmm. we get a prayer request, we pray for you, man. So uh, and we want to do that. So if there's any way we can be lifting you up, please let us know. Uh, we'd love to have you. If you if you're not plugged into the body of Christ somewhere, if there's if you're not connected with a with a group of believers anywhere, we'd love to have you at First Shallow Water, man. This place is awesome. And, uh, yeah. and so, uh, so come and check it out if you're, if you're, and if you're at first shallow water, but you're just kind of bump, you know, you're just kind of cruising in on Sundays and you're not really connected any other place, boy, uh, we've got so many amazing, amazing, uh, 
opportunities for you to to get involved with a, a group of other folks and do life with them, and uh, and really experience the the transformative power uh, of 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 the Lord God, you know, as, as He works, you know, with us as the body. So, um, also in the link to this episode, you're going to see uh, uh, there'll be a there'll be a link in the description of this episode to our resources page, to our uh, to our grow groups page, so you can see a list of all of our grow groups. Uh, and, and you can find, you know, go out there and try a few of them, you know, yeah. and, uh, uh, but there, I guarantee you, there's some place here that you, that you're going to be able to dig into and connect to. Yeah. And, so. I, and I would just add that place needs you. That's right. So, yeah. yeah. It's for you also, mm-hmm. but there, there's a, there's a role for you yep. Yep. That, that you need to fulfill. I mm-hmm. just strongly encourage you to check them out. Like yep. Brad said. Also, if you haven't gotten to know Brad, <laughs> yeah, we are... He's looking right at me, so I, just, I, have to, I can't look at him. <laughs> this is weird. We have to, you have to get to know your pastor. Yeah. I really think you do. We, we live in a small town. Yeah. Uh, we have the opportunity to get to know our mm-hmm. pastor. Mm-hmm. Our pastor is very passionate about, well, really about everything, <laughs> uh, but certainly about this church, yeah. certainly about the gospel, mm-hmm. certainly about loving on others. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you haven't gotten the chance to get to know him, uh, he is available. Uh, yes. I've popped in on him numerous times. times. Uh, so just get to know him, and yeah. that will increase your drive to want to be more involved. Yeah. Uh, getting to know your pastor, I promise you, is important. I love you. I think you're an amazing man. Uh, we're we're fortunate that you're here. I can say that because I wasn't on the search committee. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I'm fortunate to be here. So and I and I, I love you it's too. It's special, but yeah, it's uh, special. Re- it really is. Really is. I'm, pa- I'm passionate about about the gospel, about my family, and about the Dallas Cowboys. Those oh, are the, those there, are it the, there. there it is. There <laughs> You knew it's gonna come <laughs> up at some point. Th- those of you though who would, uh, one of the things that we do at our church is uh, we have this thing called uh, coffee and cookies with the pastor. So the last Wednesday of every month at 6.30 right here in my office where we're recording this podcast, um, I buy some cookies and we have some coffee and you can come and just hang out and talk, right? It just That's a good chance to for, for us to get to know each other. So if you've been visiting our church and you're, and, uh, uh, you're kind of looking for ways to get to connected, you know, and you'd like to hang out with me for, you know, for an hour while yeah. your kids are, are doing Wednesday night programming, man, I'd love that. Let's go. Do it. Uh, and yeah. bonus cookies, mm. right? That's all, right. That's all you need to say if it was me, you know? <laughs> so, uh, so, so six thirty, uh, the last Wednesday of every month. So, uh, make, make plans to, to do that. Send me an email, uh, or, and let me know that you, that you want to, that you want to come to that. And in fact, maybe I'll just put a little sign up sheet in the description of this episode, a little uh, thing you connect to for the, for a sign up sheet. And if you'd like to come, uh, I'd love to have you. So thanks again for joining the podcast, man. Thanks for listening, everybody out there. Uh, next week, uh, we'll get back to our normal fare of amazing, interesting, and uh, exciting guests. <laughs> so, yeah, but until then, th- thank, thank you again, Ben. This is awesome. Uh, but until then, we'll see you around town. Thanks for tuning in to First Things First. We want to invite you to join us for worship this Sunday at First Shallow Water. You can find us at 703 Avenue J in Shallow Water, Texas. Our Sunday morning service starts at 1030 a.m. Click on the link in the description of this episode for more information about our church or if you'd just like to reach out to us. Check out the previous episodes of this podcast. Make sure you do that. We really have had the privilege of hearing some amazing stories. And make sure you check back each week for a new episode. Until then... We'll see you around.